Welcome to In the Garden with Keith Ramsey from Garden Supply Company in Cary. You've been uh, in the business about 23 years now. We have. Yeah. Hard to believe. Yeah. Time flies when you're having fun. But you've had a lot of improvements over the years. Oh, yeah, for sure. We've got a great, great staff. That's probably the biggest, biggest piece of it. A lot of knowledgeable people there to help people out. We're going to talk about something that uh, is very misunderstood, I think, uh, among some very well-meaning people trying to take care of their plants. We're going to talk about watering and how watering is very essential and you need sunshine, you need different things, but too much of too much is not good. Yeah, that's it's a, it's a key part of our soils in North Carolina. The clay holds so much water that um, a lot of times that, you know, people are watering too often and not touching the soil and knowing what the moisture content is, they're watering too much. Is it, is it more prevalent in indoor plants with overwatering? Indoor plants, for sure. People want to, you know, they if they see it wilt a little bit, sometimes the wilting is from lack of oxygen because the plant's got too much water. So they give it some more water, and that's kind of a sudden death scenario. You know, the plant just can't take any more water up, and, and it drowns, basically. And they keep watering it. And they keep watering. Yeah. The more water it gets, the less oxygen you have. And without the oxygen, it can't take up water. So how do we get oxygen to the roots? I guess that's the main thing we got to do, right? Yeah. So, I mean, there's oxygen in the roots when there's pore space. So when you fill up all that pore space with water, there's there's a lack of oxygen, and, and then the plant can't take up the water. And that's the big problem with clay. So when we're planting in clay outside in North Carolina, um, it's it's a, you're amending it so that the, the clay will drain. You're, you're adding permatil, and you're adding... Um, soil conditioner, which is a pine bark-based product, um, or leaf grow, you know, that that will absorb some water. That's more like a um, leaf compost, but it's more like a um, peat moss. You don't want to add peat moss to the soil because it holds too much water. It, it'll hold 10 times its weight in water. So you're basically, you're adding the, something else that's like clay. Clay holds water really well. It holds nutrients really well. Um, the problem is there's not a lot, a lot of pore space for air. What do you do for mature plants? I mean, plants have been there a while, different shrubs and things. Uh, h- how do you amend the soil in that uh, situation? Um, so you're not really amending the soil. You're you're adding fertilizer. You're you're um, adding a little bit of compost to the to the surface, or, or mulching it in, and that and the mulch ends up composting eventually. Humates will break down in the um, humates come out of compost. Um, they leach into the soil, and I like to say humates make clay crumble. If you look at a cross-section of clay and you've added added compost to the top of it, lawn's a perfect example in, in, the, in the fall. Instead of aerating, a lot of times I'll put seed down and then I put compost over top of it. And when you take a cross-section of that soil a few years later, you'll see where the, the humates, it's, it's a black black or gray, small little tiny particles that bled down into the, into the clay and the clay will actually crumble. It, it creates a permanent aeration. It, it changes the structure of the soil. Gypsum will do the same thing. It will, it'll change the soil structure and make clay crumble. I know I'm always very happy to see things like worms in there too, because that can aerate as for, well. For sure. I mean, worms and worms, microbes, you know, are all in there working in the soil. Um, and they they um, it both change the structure of the soil and, and the and the um, the makeup of the soil and and they also aerate at the same time they're 
they're creating some, you know, a, a good when when there's when it's a good environment for worms. Typically, it's a good environment for plants. Let's talk about just other things that may be in the landscape as far as watering. You say that uh, an inch a week. Yeah, an inch a week of water is is probably adequate, um, and that's that's. If you're consistent with that, when the soil ends up getting on the dry side, we'll need several inches of water to to um, get the soil back to the to a, an even moisture where it can accept water. A lot of times, what we'll do when we get into a drought situation is we'll use spreader sticker, which is, is it's like a surfactant. A lot of times, spreader stickers are used to mix with a chemical to to apply to a plant because it makes the water wetter. It works as a surfactant and makes it cover the leaf. Um, a spreader sticker will do the same thing in the lawn. It'll or the or the soil. It'll it breaks the surface tension on the soil and it'll allow the water to to actually go through the soil. Um, so that's a that's you know especially in times when it's really dry. But um, if you do it once a year um, in your lawn or landscape, you're, you'll reduce the amount of water you're using. Um, the, that water doesn't just beat up and sit on the surface and then evaporate. You'll break that surface tension, and the water will go down deep into the soil, and then it takes you know it's it's at their root zone. Yeah, yeah, because it, you, you've talked before about uh, plants in a way Mother Nature has like created an umbrella. Absolutely. So when you get into a dry period, um, the the plant is pulling water out, but then when it when we do get small rains, a half an inch of rain, a lot of times that rain never hits the the base of the plant. Um, the, the, the foliage lays down the leaves and it sheds off to the side. And so you'll end up with water around the drip line of the plant, but no water underneath the plant. Um, water typically doesn't land underneath the plant until we've had an inch or two of rain. Um, and, you know, it has to rain for a long period of time to actually have water running down the trunk of a tree. Um, it, a lot of times you can stand underneath a tree for 10, 15 minutes in a pouring rain and never get a drop of water. So mm-hmm. it's 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 pretty important um, at least once a year to kind of evaluate larger, older plants and figure out what the soil's like underneath them, and then compensate for you know some of that lack of water. Does Mother Nature provide some moisture when frost conditions come around? You know, for, it does it does with frost, but it um, ahead of frost, um, the, those dewy mornings are probably one of the better things it's you know when once the dew starts hitting in the fall when you're putting seed out um, that really um, helps keep soil moisture you know every morning you've got that that dew hitting the ground and and it's kind of an evenly moist scenario so that helps a lot let's talk a little bit about maybe protecting some of those plants uh some folks that have been hit with the first frost of the year uh where they have uh their uh, uh, their lettuce and their vegetables in there. They're worried about them. Should they be worried? Can, do um, they snap a, back? A, a minor frost isn't gonna isn't gonna hurt cool season vegetables. It's um, you know harder freeze that you'd want to protect them from. You know frost frost protection. You know like a frost cloth something like that. Mm-hmm. Usually it'll change the temp- different the temperature three to five degrees um, at the most. So, you know, you can eliminate some of the harder harder frost or harder freezes with a frost cloth. Um, you know, most plants, winter's the time to plant. So plants will, will go dormant, but they're not, they're not affected by the frost, and the, and the roots will grow all winter long. There's not a day in North Carolina or Virginia that roots aren't growing. 
So, you know, it's, it's, um, I think people always worry about planting, you know, it's too late to plant when it starts getting cold. And that's re- when we really actually start doing most of our planting and in, in, at our tree farm is, is in the winter months. Anything we need to put in the water, or does water just work fine by itself? Yeah, um, water works fine by itself. You know, I, I will use a surfactant, a, a, you know, a spreader sticker. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we use we use that more in the in you know sometimes when we're initially planting and or um, going into the the you know sometimes we'll use it in, our, in the nursery in in June, July, and August. We'll use it once each month um, to kind of break the surface tension and make sure those plants are getting evenly moist. Talk about some uh, shrubs that like azaleas, right? Uh, azaleas still need uh, water as yeah, well. Yeah, absolutely. All all shrubs need an inch an inch a week. So um, it's kind of you know watching the weather and knowing when, how much rain's landed and then mm-hmm. um, compensating for it outside of that, but not overwatering. Okay. Any other tips that you can give us? I think that's got it covered. It's you know an inch a week, and then using a surfactant when you when you when you think you need one to break the surface tension. Um, liquid fertilizer when you need a uh, a um, quick fix for a plant, something that's struggling or falling behind the rest of the plants. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've got ten or twelve plants in a row and and two of them aren't kept keeping up with the other ones or aren't the same color, um, that's that's the time when I'm when we're watering that I'm using liquid fertilizer. So that'll give that plant a boost. Yeah, and be very careful of indoor plants uh, for root bound, right? Sure. Yeah, you want to keep them. You, you actually want to keep a plant fairly root bound in indoors, but um, you know, maintaining that, make, making sure that it doesn't need to be up potted. And when you up pot it, you up pot it very slightly. And just touch the soil, and if it feels slightly damp, uh, is yeah, that the e- best? Yeah, evenly moist is what I say. I mean, dry dry on the top and evenly moist about a half an inch down is, is perfect for an indoor plant. Yeah, we've talked in our, on our last podcast about indoor plants. We see some yellowing the leaves. That's also uh, systematic uh, with too much water. Um, it in can, some cases, it, it can be. If the entire plant's um, yellow, it's either lacking nutrients or it's it's got too much water, and the plant can't take it, take up the nutrients. Okay, is this a common question? <laughs> it, it, <laughs> watering is a common question, and it's a difficult one to uh, to, to to teach. So head to uh, Garden Supply and Carry. They're at uh, 1421 Old Apex Road. Their phone number 919-460-7747. Open 9 to 6, uh, Monday through Friday, Saturday 8 to 6, and Sunday even, 11 to 5. And you got a, a big staff there with we do. lots of experience. Yep. Yep. People can always bring, um, bring leaves or bring pictures, plants out, and we can usually diagnose them or get you headed in the right direction. And if you have a question about this specific podcast, info at gardensupplyco.com. Yep, that'll work. And uh, the website is gardensupplyco.com. You've been listening to In the Garden with Keith Ramsey from Garden Supply Company in Cary.